0: Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. And, all right, so I want to say something very quickly, and I want to spend a lot of time here uh, concerning this Russia-Ukraine thing that is going on. I've not heard anything from the Lord concerning it. Uh, and so since I've not heard anything concerning it, I'm not trying I'm not going to try to make anything up. I don't know the uh, the inside story behind. It. I don't know the history behind Russia and Ukraine. I know some things, but I'm not going to base uh um, what I believe to be of uh, the problem or the issue based on natural circumstances, because the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You got it. Um, so. I believe that anytime we come up against anything, Hebrews chapter one, verse one and two is where I sit the foundation of the essence of my Bible belief on. And it says, God who in sundry times and divers manners spake unto us through the prophets have now in these last days spoken unto us through his son, whom he appointed heir of all things. Heir of all. So God is now doing all things through his son. And the son is ultimately the voice. Ephesians chapter 1, there are uh, Ephesians chapter 2, I believe, there verse 19 and 20. Let's hit that real quick, then I'll, I'll get into my mess. I want you guys to see, uh, 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 see where we are now. Now, uh, are there still some Old Testament prophecies that need to be fulfilled? Absolutely. We hear a lot talking about the last days and the rapture. I wish the church would really wake up because it's amazing to me that we say we're saved our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but the moment the rapture is spoken of, the church get in fear. That's the craziest thing to me. The, the, church, the, the rapture is nothing for the church to fear. The rapture is something for the church to celebrate. But I, So I don't understand how when we hear rapture, we get scared and shaking in our boots unless you're not the church. Because it's nothing to fear. Furthermore, I believe the last day started when Jesus said it's finished. So we always in the last day. I know they're talking about events. But now look what it says. Now therefore you are no more strangers and, and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. I want you to keep reading that. And now watch this. We we are now built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the what? Give me Matthew chapter 17. May sit here today. I don't know. I just want to bring some clarity to this because you know, I'm just so amazed at how, you know, I don't want to get into that. I'm going to get off that horse. Go to Matthew chapter 17, there at verse 1. I just want to bring some comfort to you because I, I've been trying to get you guys to, to sit in this in Christ revelation. And I don't know how leaders keep, keep, if I was at Burger King, the burger is supposed to be flame broiled. If I, if I try to find a, a, a stove to put it on top of, I'm following another kingdom called McDonald's. And they do it differently than Burger King. You get what I'm saying? And so I think what what we we say we're in God who said my kingdom is not of this world. But we keep pattering God after the world when he said my kingdom is not of this world. Now I know this is going to be hard because some of y'all favorite prophets that y'all love so dearly. And, and after six days, Jesus taking Peter, James, and John. Now, that's revelation. Peter means rock represents the law. James means surplanter, and then John uh, means grace. So that, that is really letting us know now that the law is going to be replaced by grace. Peter, James, John. Peter law, James, surplanter. John, grace. The law is about to be replaced by grace. And bringing them up into a high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. Jesus was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun and his remnant was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto him law prophets talking with him. Then answered Peter, law rock, said unto Jesus, grace, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Because we got the law and the prophets. So let's just, it's good. This is what it's supposed to look like. If thou will, let us make here some tabernacles. One for thee. Let's keep you. Let's keep the law that brings the, let's keep you that removes sin. Let's keep the law that brings people in remembrance of sin. Let's bring you who forgives sin. Let's bring law that could never forgive sin, and let's keep the pro- and, and then let's keep Elias here too, who represents the prophet. But Jesus is the chief prophet, so we're going to share. We want you to share your throne with Elias. While he yet spake, God breaks in on the conversation. Peter got a big mouth anyway. Everybody love putting law over Christ. God said, let me break in on the conversation and tell you how it's really supposed to be. A bright cloud overshadowed them of a holy voice out of the cloud which says this. Okay, you got law, you got prophets, you got Jesus. Let me let y'all know how it's supposed to be. This. You see all three of them? This. News. I like that. Thank you, deep D newsflash, this Peter is my beloved son and I'm pleased in whom I am well. Please notice the text didn't say hear them. Did you see that, Brother Agnew? We got Moses the law. We got the prophets right there. And we got grace. We got Peter physically representing, John supplanter removing, and John grace. So you have a heavenly picture and an earthly picture. And God going to close both of them up and say, this the son, this is what I'm pleased with. Hear him. Listen to them, but make sure you push them through him. And if what he say don't line up with what they say, hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were so afraid. I want you to see something. It's so powerful. And Jesus came and touched them and said, arise, be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they didn't see Moses. They didn't see Elias representing the prophets. They only saw grace. They only saw Jesus saying they've now been, do not mean they're not sufficient, but he's saying they do not, they do not supplant, they do not supersede what the Son say. They saw no man save Jesus only. Now imagine churches that are building on the three. And you believe what they say because they quote something from here, but they got to push this through Jesus because that's who God said here. Well, let's go to Luke chapter 9. We're missing it. I don't know everything, but I'm going to stay on my assignment. As every pastor, and every pastor should be preaching Jesus, they should be making flame broil, not fried. They hired by the king, they can't have it their way. Well, let's see what Jesus said. John chapter 9. I'm sorry. 9 look at verse uh verse 50. Let's start at verse 53. Rabbi said, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Love it when a baby talks. Verse fifty-three, uh, nine and fifty-three. Start there. Look what the Bible says. Verse nine and fifty-three, Luke nine fifty-three. Yeah, Luke chapter nine, Look at verse fifty-three. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go towards Jerusalem. So the, Jesus, the people in the city didn't receive him because it looked like he wasn't going to be, you know, uh, uh, gracious toward them. He wasn't going to come their way. And so now James and John, <laughs> his disciples, you know. Uh, saw this and they said Lord will thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as there's that name again that was in Matthew 17 that was at that mountaintop so can we do what Elias did is it, is it, is it good baby if we do what Elias did in this dispensation if we say everything that Elias said in this dispensation well let's see what Jesus said he returned and rebuked them and said, you know not what manner of spirit ye are of for the son of man, the one that G- God said, hear him, is not come to destroy. So God ain't starting wars. He not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. i go back to Matthew chapter 2. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Matthew chapter 24. Let me show you what the Bible say. Let me show you what the Bible say. Go Matthew chapter 24, verse 4. Then you believe what you want to believe. But, but, but my, I'm going to always keep the church where Christ is. Because if I don't keep the church where Christ is, I put the church in crisis. This is, no disrespect, but this is what a lot of our prophets are doing. They got the church in Christ this when we're supposed to be in Christ. Well, if we're in Christ, he is far above all principalities, all powers, and every name that is named. His kingdom is not of this world. So watch this. His kingdom is not affected by what happens in this world. And if I'm in his kingdom, then I shouldn't be affected by what happens in this world. You say, well, what you going to say about the Christians in Ukraine? Well, listen, a life of Christianity is not a promise. It's not, is not a promise of not having problems. But He is a deliverer. He's a deliverer. And, 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 Faith, I say it all the time. What we don't know is if they missed the warning when He gave it. Because warning comes be, before destruction. Our problem is we try to answer and make excuse for everything when we're supposed to go to the Word first. We don't know. We can't say that he didn't tell him to leave. I mean, we got all this praying going on. And why? Did, oh, I just, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm for prayer. I grew up in prayer. I got a prayer manual, command your day. I'm all about prayer. But why are the prayers of the saints not working like they did in the Bible days? Because we're praying with witchcraft. We're praying to control. You pray to hear on what to do. You don't pray to control. Praying to control is witchcraft. The affection fervor of the prayers of the righteous man availeth much. Hear the rest of the scripture. It makes power available. In other words, it tells me what to do. And when I walk out in what it do, I'm walking out in the power of my prayer. But we pray and walk away and say, God, you do it. That's witchcraft. There are some times where you pray and you don't do nothing because you can't control another person. I can't control my wife, you can't control your spouse, so you have to pray and leave them with God. and now it will be the convicting of the Holy Spirit that will cause their heart to change. But if, you, if, if in your prayer time you praying and you command and change on them, you're praying witchcraft. It's just not Bible. Now, look, where was I at? Matthew chapter 24, there at verse 4. Anytime I ask God about stuff, the first thing he always tells me, before I say anything to you, Vincent, what did Christ say? Because Christ has given us answer for every crisis. He's given us answer for every crisis. So we got to first find out what Christ said. And once we know what Christ said, now we can know what Elijah had to say about it because we could be cool with it based on what Elijah said because at the end we still know what Christ said. But if we don't know what Christ said and they only leave you with Daniel, they only leave you with Elias, they only leave you with those major prophets, and they don't tell you what the chief prophet has said, who God has appointed heir of all things, if they don't tell you what he said, then they didn't leave you with Christ, they left you in crisis. And I'm just trying to shake some of y'all to get you to realize that everything that's claiming Christ is not Christ. He kept a people in the wilderness who were disobedient the whole 40 years. Kept them. They didn't get sick. Their shoes didn't wear old. Their clothes looked new all the time. The Bible says according to Psalms 118 verse 25, he brought them out with silver and gold and that was not a feeble one amongst them. What well if we are the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, and these all died in faith, not receiving the promise, because the promise was Jesus. So they died in faith, waiting for Jesus and didn't get him, and yet look better than we did in the wilderness and we live in, in in Mobile. And they look better in the wilderness. Their clothes didn't get old, their feet didn't swell. We got a new and better promise. We should be looking better. Even in our disobedience, because in their disobedience, they ate a fresh meal every day, fresh water from a rock every day. Disobedience still, they get sick. The only time they got sick, uh, stuff came upon them is when they rejected God and went after other gods. Because he said, if you leave me and go after other gods, all these diseases will come on you. That's the only time they saw it. The only time that they saw it. The only time that they saw it when they got from up under the umbrella of grace, which was Christ. It was a type and shadow of Christ. As long as they followed the cloud, they were in Christ and the cloud protected them. When they of their own will got from up under the cloud, they saw what the cloud couldn't even protect them from because their free will chose not to go with the cloud. I'm telling you, you you better go with the cloud. I don't care what show up, go with the cloud. Matthew chapter 24, Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man. (laughs) Oh, God, that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. They're going to deceive many. And ye shall hear wars, rumors of (sighs) wars. Look what the Christ. Now, God, help me, Holy Spirit. God told us to hear him. How do we read and say something different? God said, hear him. And right there, him is talking. And him said, I know that's not correct English, him said, see that you be not troubled for what? You know we living in the last days, keep reading, but you know we in the last days, like emoji smile, you know you're right about that, that's what the Lord told me, huh? That's what the Lord told you, huh? So he's saying something different to you than what he writes? So he can say something different to you than what he said in his word? That's what I felt in my spirit. Jesus is Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit in you said something different than what he wrote? How? 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 That's a a forked tongue. If he can say something different to all of us, then we don't need the word. We don't need no Bible. Let every man have his own truth. But so that we would all be established with one truth, he gave us one word. The Bible says the end is not yet. See that ye be not troubled. So we're not troubled. You know why? Because we're on our face praying. And Holy Spirit shows us things to come. So Holy Spirit will say, okay, stock up on your soap. He'll say, like, okay, stop up, stock up on your tissue. He'll say, okay, don't eat, don't just kind of pull back on eating and save your money. Start saying, see, so you be, and and, and this is how you know it'll be Holy Spirit, because the dress, the suit, the clothes, it's like they become lustful. It ain't even a want, it's a lustful. And, and, and that's, see, what it's trying to do is to get you to ignore the word that Holy Spirit says, save. So in the season, if you broke, don't be mad. Just go open your closet up and look at the dress that meant more to you than God's voice. Let me throw myself. Just look at the suit. When the bill come up, just open your closet and count the number of suits and say, wow, if I had not got those three, I could have paid for that already. Come on, just look at your Louis Vuitton purse that you were so hungry to get so your sisters can know that you was bad. But don't even have the equivalent of that in your savings account so if something bad did happen. Because you were more concerned with looking good in front of folk than you were the security of your home. Come on, let's keep it real. Yo, yo, you're renting up your yachts so everybody can see you, you know, with your bikini on it and, and, and throwing it up and tossing it up. And, and, and brother, you setting it out, but you, you got children that you're not taking care of. And you question if God is real? It's not a question if God is real. It's a question of if we're listening. Because none of this stuff should be overtaking the Christian. When famine breaks, the Bible says in the time of famine, there's going to be a dissension of those that belong to me. Because in the time of famine, people are going to look at them and they're going to be fat. And flourishing. They're going to still have it going on. And folk going to want to know, how in the world, when the climate being like this, you still got, you ain't lost nothing. Light's still on. Still driving and dressing like, because I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm so, I got the right suit on. He shows me things to come, so he forewarns me and tells me what to do, so that when the season shows up, I'm not affected by it. But we don't put people in crisis, babe. We put them in crisis. So anything that comes our way, we just need to accept what God allowed. How do you know that God allowed it? How do you know? See, we think that God is in heaven looking at earth and saying, yeah, I'll allow that. No, I'm not going to let that happen. I'll allow that. No, I'm not going to let that happen. I'll allow that. Yeah, I'll allow that. I'll allow him to get drunk, have a head-on collision, kill the whole family, or just kill the husband and leave her with three baby kids, I'll allow that to happen. God is not in heaven making decisions like that. If you read Genesis, which I really wish we would just read sometimes, I mean, it's, not, it's really not that hard. Genesis said on the sixth day he rested from all, not some, all of his works. So God is not in heaven making decisions for us on a day-to-day basis. I know that's hard to believe, But he's God. You make day-to-day decisions. He doesn't. He's done. So if it's happening, it's happening because the one that the earth is in control of is not doing right with the earth that he is in control of. It's not happening because God is deciding to let it happen. It's happening because of the one... If I gave you a brand new car and you wrecked it, it ain't my fault, although I'm the owner. It's your fault for your improper driving. So the earth is in chaos because of improper drivers, leadership. It's not It's not God. I don't know where we get this from. But if the leaders would turn and listen to the one who it belongs to, he would tell them how to drive it right. I first got my car, the, fir, uh, the first the Mercedes-Benz that I got... Uh, Josh had to bring it around to the front, and he, was, he came back in, and I noticed he had been gone for a minute. And he came back in, and he said, uh, Pops, I, I, he said, uh, where did he go? So I realized that he was out there all that time because he didn't know how to. I, he said, I was just looking all over the place. I said, Josh, you was out there that long? I said, I, I just I had to figure it out. And then when I couldn't, I just figured I'd come back in and ask you. Now, I'm saying that joke, but a lot of that time could have been alleviated because I drove the car here. So I know where it goes. He just could have peeked in the door and said, hey, Pa's, where the key going this thing? I say, yeah, it don't go nowhere long as it's in the car, the car crank. So all you do is just hit that button right there. And when I saw it, he was like, oh, man, God. See, this is what the church looked like a lot of times. Oh, man, God, <laughs> Because we'll never take time to go to God and say, God, what's up with this? We say it's because of God that it happened. And then when we find out on the back end that God had nothing to do with it and we suffered because of ignorance, we be like, oh, man, Godly! All that time I was in I didn't even have to be in that that long. I didn't even have to put up with that that long. I don't know what's going on with Ukraine. I don't know if the United States needs to get involved. It doesn't even concern me. I'm only concerned about hearing God for what he has to say concerning right-way and 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 I speak now as an apostle. The problem that we have is we got mouths that are open on situations that should not be speaking. And you think that the title permits them to say something. And it doesn't permit all of us to talk. You know, uh, I have a friend of mine that's real high up at the, at the water company, and uh, something happened, and they noticed that he was one of the leaders there, and, and the news came and tried to say something to him, and he said, I shut my mouth, and I point them to the rep that's responsible for speaking on behalf of the water board. When, when something happens on the scene, they bring a police officer who gathers the information and then that one officer turns and he talks to the, uh, he talks to the news and the media on behalf of the police officer. Why? Although there are police officers out there, all of them don't have the authority to speak up for the institution. And everybody just because they got a platform now that's hot. Don't mean that they've been given the permission to speak up for the institution as it pertains to that. And the way you know it is because they give you their opinion and don't consider Christ. Because if I was at Burger King, I got a frame for all that. I can't go over there and put that on that grill. So as, a, as anybody that's called to this space right here, their job is to preach Christ. So no matter what they say, they got to bring it back to Christ. There have been many things, man. I was like, oh, that's good. Then I go to the Word and I run it through Christ and be like, nah, that ain't good. It sounds good, but that ain't going to work because that don't line up with Christ. So it was a good thought because I only ran it through my natural mind. But when I run it, ran it through the spiritual mind, don't even line up. Can't say it. Like we still cross 2 Chronicles 7.14. We don't even update that scripture. Now, I just listen to the scripture. Will you listen? Will you listen? Don't hear it. Listen. If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves. I'm going to get you Hebrews chapter 10. Now, we're going to push it through Jesus. Would humble themselves. Now, I'm going to get Romans 5 first. And then I'm going to go to Hebrews 10. Will humble themselves. Pray. Seek my face. I'm going to get Hebrews 10 and 17, but then we're going to go to Romans 5. Now, listen to the scripture. Seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. I just heard so I just saw another scripture. Go to Romans chapter 3. Now let's back up, let's back up up and quote this scripture slowly. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. Give me Romans chapter 5. Start at verse six. What my time look like. Romans chapter five. Let's start at verse six. Ha! Let's make this thing make sense, boy. Y'all gonna push me somewhere now? Let's make. I'm, I'm, I'm hot. Y'all all right? Okay. Let me make that. Maybe it's this jacket I got on. I should have thought about wearing something else. I want to try to get it in for the winter time is Gone. You know what I'm saying? Leave me alone. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Listen. Watch this now. I'm gonna quote the scripture again. <laughs> I'm gonna quote the scripture again. I want you to listen to it. Cause some stuff you got to push through Christ. You got to update it, uh, Pastor John. If my people, which call by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. Let's see how. And, let's see when. when let's see. Let, let's see how and when heaven answered. And is, oh, and is that the prerequisite now for heaven to answer? Oh Lord Jesus. Give me a bigger platform. I promise you I'll lift you up. For when ye were yet without strength, heaven spoke because God so loved the world that He gave. In due time, Christ died for the saved folk, for the folk right, for the folk that had turned from their wicked ways, for the ungodly. Look when heaven decided to respond, not when we turned, but while we were yet sinners, Christ died. Look at the scripture says, for scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet pre preadventful for a good man's son would even dare to die. Watch this. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. So why are we still quoting that scripture like that? When heaven answered, why we were yet sinners. Is it making sense? Do you see the importance of Christ? Do you see the crisis that we put ourselves in without Him? <laughs> I don't even go no further than that. Uh, uh, turn my way. Then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sins. Hebrews 10 and 17. Let's get back in Christ. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get y'all. I'm, I'm hoping that y'all eyes come wide open of your importance to be in Christ. Because if you're not in Christ, you're in crisis. And we keep, bridging, we keep quoting we in Christ, but we not. We, we do most stuff to, to get God's approval and make God happy about us than we do walk walking, not understand that He's at total peace with us. God is at total peace with you. Listen, there is at no time, you got to see the revelation. I didn't say he'd like everything you do, but there is not a time, Darius, Kirsten, Kyra, Kennedy, any of you, my spiritual children, there is not a time that you stop being my child even when you do the worstest thing. They walk up to me. They heard me prophesy. It never fails that right way. When I got to stop me in the middle of my message, hey, stop doing what you're doing. In three months, you're going to have something you're not ready for. It never fails. A few weeks later I, get one, well, a few months later, I get one walking up to me. I know the look. I haven't seen it another time. Well, I say, what? Well, Pastor, I'm just, I'm just, i just. I say, well, give me five seconds. I'm mad for five seconds. And now what are we going to do? What's our plan of action? What's our plan of action? I'm talking about she get pregnant. Right, she gets, she get, okay, what are we gonna do? What's the father like? Tell him to come to church. Let me meet him because we need to get a plan of action. We need, we need to know because life still goes on. never forgave you. You still my child. Let, what we gonna do? Uh, we don't throw you to the side. You know, get out of here. No, 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 no. A father still loves uh, in the midst of wrong. Because your children never stop being your children. Even when they do the worst and what you tell them not to do, you never cease from being God's child if you say. Go back to that. Go back to that. Now you know, we'll just get on there. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. Then I'll forgive their sins, which means sins are forgiven until you turn from your wicked ways. And if we keep it in context of where it is, your sins aren't forgiven now. But we in Christ, are we not in Christ? And in Christ it says, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Huh. Boy, this in Christ thing is so important, man. Go to Romans chapter 5. Let's look at, uh, I think that's Romans chapter 5. Yeah, yeah, Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. we're going to read out or let's read all the way down to um, verse 5 1 through 5 Romans chapter 5 verse 1 through 5 are y'all all all right y'all thank God for Christ are y'all seeing what Christ is really about now it some of this stuff we've been some of this 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 stuff we've been hearing about Christ man it's just we working to get it we working it you got to do enough you got to do enough no while you were yet sinners he did it at he, he died at our worst so that we could receive him at our worst. He met all the requirements of the law, said it's fulfilled. Now receive me, and if by receiving me, you take my test, you turn my test in on your behalf. Because the song is right, 99 and a half won't do. That's why somebody had to take the test that could make 100. And then he took the test and made 100, and then allow all of us to take his test and turn it in. He said, take my name. Matter of fact, don't take my name off. Put your name in front of my name. Or put your name behind my name, Christ Vincent. And then when you turn the test in, you get my 100. Because 99 and a half won't do it. If you try to take the test, you won't, you'll come up short. You won't make 100. Because those who obeyed the law could never make 100. But one could come and make the 100 for all of us, took the test, passed the test for all of us. Because in order to pass the test, you had to die and get up. <laughs> That's why Romans chapter 6 says, uh, we share in his death, in his burial. In other words, he say, turn my test in. Share my hundred. Now, here's the proof of that in, in, in Romans chapter 1, just in case some of y'all are still having some traumatic experiences of cheating. Look what the Bible says. <laughs> I, I remember one time, I got to tell a joke right here because y'all, be, y'all need to be lifted a little bit. I remember one time this guy was cheating in class, he had, he had, he, and, 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 and she said, bring me your test. And we all looked over there, and you know, usually... Oh, but he—we, I know his name. He would—he'd have it written in his hand or on his wrist. He had wear a long shirt like that, and uh, he said, "What? You know, he go what?" She say, "I don't even want to get into it with you. Just bring me what? I ain't got nothing this time." She say, "Bring me the test," and he gets up. Now he had a—he had a—he had a hole cut in his jeans right here. He gets up to go to the teacher, and the cheat sheet came out. It was so fun. I'm talking this is serious. The sheet, you know, usually if something fall, it'll fall to the ground like that. No, no, no. This sheet, she came out and went up a little bit and then floated down to the ground just like that. <laughs> hey, everybody in the classroom. <laughs> hey, everybody in that classroom standing at that cheese sheet like, he couldn't, you know what he said? <laughs> well, You don't have to be ashamed to use this cheat sheet. Because this sheet will help you cheat sin. So that sin has no effect on you. So it's a good cheat sheet. That you don't have to hide that actually you should wear it as a badge. Are you listening to me? Well look what the Bible says. Romans chapter 5. Watch this right here. Romans chapter 5. Therefore therefore being ju- we, come on say I'm justified. justified being justified by faith we have through our woo, come on say I'm, I'm at peace with God listen you just did something last night I'm at peace if you open your Bible and crack your Bible that scripture don't change based on what you do that scripture stays the same based on who he is Oh, God, Lord, we're moving your people now by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, this unmerited favor wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of our God. Watch this. And not only so, but we glory also in tribulations if some bad stuff show up. Because what being saved does not promise us that we won't have a bumpy ride but it promises that we'll always have a safe arrival. Did you hear what I just said? We glory in tribulations knowing that tribulation is going to work some patience and patience is going to work some experience and experience is going to work hope and hope will not make us ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So if it is rough right now, still glory. Because it, it won't always be like this. <laughs> the Lord will perfect that concerning. See, that's, that's the confidence you got to have. You ain't got to finish. You ain't got to finish. Don't. No praise scene rehearsal. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No, no praise scene rehearsal right now. No praise That's, 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 that's every Wednesday, right? Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Get your shot on Wednesday. <laughs> shot on Wednesday. Get shot. On Wednesday. Now, now, go back over to Matthew chapter four because I want to. I want to. I'm, I'm gonna finish with this. I didn't know I was gonna say this much about this. Uh, we're gonna start there at verse um, um, verse eight, and we're gonna read down a little bit. We're gonna read down a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I just think that we gotta be. We got, oh, well, okay, okay. I hear you, Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians, let me find the text first. Let me show, how many of you would like to know when the end is going to come? Y'all want to know when it's going to come? I'm gonna show, can I show y'all when the end is going to come? Now, this going to blow your mind. Y'all, nobody don't, yeah, well, I know what it'll look like. Y'all ready for this? Now, watch this. This going to trip some of y'all out he He's going to up here and said all this about these other folk and now he's going to ask us. To tell him when the end is going, and the Bible says no man knoweth. Well, look, let me let me let me let me show you. Well, let, me, let me let me show you what the Bible says. Let me show you what the Bible says. Give me one second. Give me one second. Y'all ready for this? The Bible gives us a hint. Yeah, the Bible. Come on, say it. Gives us a hint. Uh, I want to go to First Thessalonians. Don't put it up. I want you to be ready to click it, but don't put it up there yet. Uh, uh, yeah. Now, now the Bible says you will hear wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places. See that you be not troubled. And so what most of us do, we attach uh, that it's going to be hard times. It's going to be hard times when the end comes, Where that don't line up with Scripture. Now, let me show you, share with you how God first taught this to me. God taught me the end through a cartoon. I believe movies are very prophetic. Very. Movies, cartoons, you know, the Smurfs are little blue devils. They're imps. Uh, Gargamel was a warlock. He was a witch. You get what I'm saying? And so, (laughs) yeah. Uh, 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 Notice, no Smurf ever slept with another Smurf. They drew a pentagram on the ground, cast a a spell, and Smurfette came up out of the, the demonic symbol. She came up out the pentagram. So it's right. Demonic stuff is right in our cartoons. By the power of Grayskull, give me sight beyond sight. It's saying, it's asking for power from the dead. Boy, y'all looking like that, like like, okay, Pastor, don't cross my cartoon. Okay, I'll stop there so I won't mess with yours then. <clears throat> with your Pokemon. You know, Pokemon is an abbreviation for a pocket monster. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Um, um, so you know, we we say, well, that's that's it. The signs of the time is all this bad stuff happening. It don't line up with scripture. So on, on this cartoon, the Lord, I was, I was in question about it. And the Lord brought my memory to a cartoon. And in this cartoon, the king was on his way back to his palace. And uh, he has a servant that goes out before him. And I've, I also have Navy background, so I understood flags. And I guess that's why God used this cartoon to help me understand it, Brother Agnew. And so this servant... Takes out on a horse before him, and this servant goes to a mountain, a peak mountaintop. And the reason he needs to get to this mountaintop is because there is still a valley normally that the king has to go through in order for him to get back to his kingdom. A king never comes back to his palace doing war, he's the bloodline. His job is to reserve or preserve, rather, the bloodline so that they take the castle, they still hadn't taken the castle because they hadn't taken the king. So the servant rides out before the king and his court of men, and he goes to this mountaintop, and this mountaintop puts him above the trees and allows him to see straight to the castle, and what he's looking for to know if it's safe is the reading of the flag. Because the flag tells him if there's trouble, if there's war between him and getting to the palace, and if there's he comes back and tells the king, we can't go now. There's war or there's trouble that lies ahead. But if there's a certain flag that tells him that everything is safe, he goes back as the spirit and reports back to the king and tells the king that travel is safe. Just like if you saw a navy ship the reason they have all that those flags is because we're not trying to show off. We're actually sending messages to other ships. So we get in the telescope, we look at the other ship, and by the reading of the flags, that ship is telling us what's going on. Without having to say anything and something being interrupted or intercepted from the enemy, we can read the flag, and the flag lets us know. Are you listening? So a king never comes back when there's war. So when we say war and it's the end time, it don't line up. Don't line up. The king don't come back doing war. It don't line up. It don't line up. The king don't come back doing war. Well, then if you don't believe me, go to the scripture, which we don't do. That's what I love about right way. I'll take you through scripture. I'll give you one and we keep moving. We got to go with the line upon line, precept upon precept, hear a little and there a little. We got to find it in the word because your safety is in the word. Look what the Bible says. Watch this. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I know, I know, Ronald, I know what the coming, or the end time, what the, what the environment will look like. I just don't know when. But I know what the environment, and the environment will not be war. Are we ready, Kimmy? I did in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I didn't say 1 Thessalonians 5 and 3. I said 5, verse 3. Okay, I'm sorry, Kim, thank you. 5 and 3. I know Kim is using those. She's always in front of me. I say that, say she'd be on top of it. For when they shall say... Am I reading something different? For when they shall say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with cloud, and they shall, what? Now, 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 people say, well, well, how you, how you know? Okay, Lord Jesus, I be hearing y'all talking y'all head, and I don't like that. Because I feel like I got to keep on explaining stuff. And then after I do that, I still got to explain something else to you. Now, where was I at? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, is that where I was? Five and what? Three. They shall say peace and safety. Okay, so now watch this, watch this, watch this. Um, uh, um, keep, well, we keep reading, we keep reading, we keep reading, we keep reading. Watch this. But, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that that, since, so, see, I heard somebody saying, how you know that's speaking about the rapture? There it is right there. That, that day. That's what it's making reference to. It's saying that day it's not going to be doing war. That day is going to show up when everybody, oh man, this is how God always wanted it. Oh man, it is perfect right now. The lion will lay with the lamb, is what one prophet said. Peace and safety. Oh, we in Zion right now, man. Look, man, everything is just perfect. Peace and safety. That day should overtake them. As a thief, he said, "It ain't gonna over." Ye are all the children of the light and children of the day. We are not children of the night nor of darkness, so we shouldn't be believing the same or thinking the same. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the look at that man breastplate of faith and love, and for the helmet the hope of our salvation. So I don't know, I don't know what, what's going to be going on, but I know what the climate will be like, and the climate, sir, will not be war. The scriptures say the climate will be peace and safety. So we got to stop tripping, because they were saying the same thing. They said the same thing years ago. We in the end time. World War II, that's it. We in the end time. How many times have we heard that? I asked my grandma. She's like, yeah, baby, we were saying that way back then. The Lord Jesus is coming soon. And if he does come, that is not a bad thing for the church. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. That's a rejoice. Lift, 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 look up for thy redemption, draw up nigh. It's not a bad thing if he come back for us. It's no more sickness, no more disease, no more lack, days, uh, d- years, forever the, that we don't need sun because the sun do it, light it. It's all good for us. So while we keep getting scared, here's the thing. Be ready. And maybe maybe that's the real discussion we need to have right now because I'm finished. Here's, here's the question we got to answer. Are you saved? If you've ever feared because something happened, it's either one of two things. It's one of two things, Marco. It's either a lack of knowledge or you really not saved. That you quoted something that you really don't believe you are. Let's go with the let's go with the first one if you if you were ignorant of it. Well, you you're not ignorant anymore. You know that 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 day is when your king comes back to get you. So it's not it's not a sad Sunday morning for us. So you have nothing to be fearful of if the Lord comes back. You have everlasting life. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. But now if you are always trembling and afraid about times like these and you say you saved, maybe we need to do a real heart check and ask you the question, what is your salvation grounded on? Because maybe that's where we're missing it. Is your salvation, and I'm talking to everybody, I'm talking to saved and unsaved now, Is your salvation grounded on you being good? Is your salvation grounded on you doing everything right and never missing God? Is your salvation, is your view of salvation uh, like God, like Santa Claus? Because he knows if you've been bad, are good. And if you've been bad, you don't get no gift. So maybe you think if you've been bad, you don't get the gift of everlasting life. So maybe the fairy tale has taken over the reality of who God really is. And maybe in your your conscience, he's no different than St. Nick. He's this guy that's up here at this place looking over you all year long, deciding if you're going to get a gift, the gift of everlasting life. Well, salvation is based on one thing and one thing alone. Come on, say one thing. Put your finger in there and say one thing. It's based on one thing. Listen, listen, listen. It is not based on your goodness. not based on your goodness. It is not based on you getting it right every time. Thank God for that. It's not based on your blood. It's not based on your family background. It's not even based on your own flesh proclivities of whether or not you have an attraction toward the same sex or you battling with a lust spirit. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, he came for all of that. And all of that is in people. So he came for people to get all of that. Salvation is based on one thing and one thing alone. Christ and him alone. Here's how the scripture says it listen, just don't hear it. Hearing is different from listening. you can hear something and it's just a vibration reverberating off the eardrum but when you listen it actually has to go into the ear and enter the mind and you have to ruminate uh, and decide from a conscious or an unconscious perspective if you're going to receive it in your solle as truth. so I need you to listen and not just hear. The scripture says for God, So love the world, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth, believe in thine heart. Notice, only action from you is the action of believing. Not stop doing what you're doing, not getting it right all the time, not, not messing up, double negative, sorry about that. But it says, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, that Jesus died and God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But with the heart, here's the part, man believeth, but with the mouth, confession is made unto You say, Pastor, I don't believe that you could just say it where the thief on the cross did. He didn't get down and get in water. He didn't get down and start living right. He died up there beside Jesus. And when he died, he went to the same place Jesus went to. Because Jesus said, this day you'll lift up your eyes with me in paradise. And what got him there was what came out of his mouth. He looked to the side and said, wow, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus looks back at him and says, this day you'll lift up your eyes with me in paradise based on what you said, not on what you do. So here's my appeal to you. If you'd like to receive Christ as your Savior, to assure your security, in heaven watch this and your safety in earth because there's a double reward he just doesn't get you there he secures you here and if today you'd like to make that decision laying aside what you've done what you're doing where you're at pastor M and I were shacking and we repented and got our lives together God was still using us did God approve of it no but scarcely for a righteous man will one die. But God commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners. Not got it right first, yet sinners. Not stopped doing it first, yet sinners. So you get him now. While you're yet in what you're in. So how about... If those of you are ready to make that confession that you're watching me on live, you're here in the sanctuary. And for those of you, there's nothing to be ashamed of if all this time you was like, man, I really thought I was saved. But when I really look at my heart, man, I was really serving God, trying to do right, to prove to God that I'm right when it's about receiving Jesus. Let's get it right today so you can get the fear out your heart. So you can stop saying you ain't saved and you got to get saved over and over again. You only need to get saved one time. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent today of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And with my confession, I am saved. Today, I receive you in my life as my Savior. And I make you the Lord of my life. I give my life to you. I am yours. Have your way in my life. Clean out and root out everything that's not like you. Make my life your home dwelling in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Just like that, you're saved. Just like that, you're saved. Welcome to the body of Christ. Mark this down. I think it's 225. Is that today? 225? Is is that today's date? 227? 227 is is your official spiritual birthday. Remember that because I don't... I don't remember when I got saved. That's the one thing that hurts me the most. I, can't, I did it as a little boy, and I can't remember, you know, but, but mark it, I, I said, I'm going to start telling people that 227 is your spiritual birthday. You need to mark that down. And you got two birthdays you got to have every year, your, your physical birthday, and then you're going to have a spiritual birthday party too. I'm just pray in tongues for about two hours and, you know, whatever you want to do. But today is your spiritual birthday. I want to say happy birthday to you. You are now a child of God. You're in the body of Christ. You are born again. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to rightwayccc.org slash next steps. And right there at that platform, we want to gather some information to you. My team is going to reach out to you because there's more to this life, right? Now you're going to start living this life and you're going to come up against some obstacles and we want to make sure that you you understand that you were saved just because you run into trouble, just because you may do something again doesn't mean that you're not saved. We want to help coach you through that and help prepare you for this journey that you are now about to embark on. Rightwayccc.org forward slash next steps. It's going to be a blessing to you and we look forward to hearing and connecting with you in Jesus' name. If you also like to join the church, you can go to that same platform and get information there as well in Jesus name and the amen amen, amen. thank you for tuning into our podcast